So the markets today closed really calmly and uh, it's been a very flat, flat kind of few last few hours, I'd say, or a day in general. So the S&P and the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones, they didn't really move. They, they you know, moved all very similarly to how they would if we were in normal times. So not really much movement in the markets today, especially considering the news we have today. And our big news today is some of the big banks out there, um, and the two biggest ones are Credit Suisse and Nomura. And these two banks had to force a big U.S. hedge fund to liquidate its uh, investments because the big U.S. hedge fund defaulted on its margin calls. And so I, I kind of want to break down the whole uh, event into kind of the whole, the few whole areas and I want to simplify it. And basically what happened was there was this big, large U.S. hedge fund. Now, we don't really know uh, which exact fund it is, but there was also, uh, well, I guess there's a lot of speculation that it's Archigo Capital. Now, it kind of makes sense because you have a large U.S. hedge fund that's selling all of their stuff. And at the same time, you have Archigo Capital that's selling all of their stuff. So if you kind of put the two pictures together, you'll see that uh, there's a very good chance that the large U.S. hedge fund was Archigo Capital. And what happened was this hedge fund, like every hedge fund, was playing in the derivatives market uh, and either buying or selling futures. Now I don't I don't know what they were you know buying or selling, and so when you buy or sell a future, it's called shorting or longing. And I don't know what they were you know buying or selling. Uh, they could have been buying or selling futures on stocks or bonds or commodities. Uh, maybe they were even longing or shorting Bitcoin, but I, 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 don't, I don't think that's the case. But the point is, you could basically uh, long or short any financial asset because the market for these trading derivatives are so, they're so popular and they're full of stuff. And so with all of these uh, financialization of all of these assets, I mean, it's hard to find things that you can't long or you can't short. And maybe in the future, if we become even more financialized, uh, I mean, maybe you could, you could short a banana or short an avocado or, or you know, long some dish soap. Who knows? But the point is, this uh, big U.S. hedge fund, and uh, maybe it's Archigo Capital, it probably is actually, uh, was you know playing around in the uh, 
just the derivatives market longing or shorting something. And they ended up on the wrong side of the volatility. So let's say, for example, they were shorting something. And, you know, how a margin loan works is the margin loan allows you to borrow money against kind of the value of whatever asset you're, uh, you own. And let's say you were shorting uh, a stock, for example. So how that would work is you put some of your own money on the table to uh, buy, a, well, borrow a stock and the whatever lender, and in this case, it would be one of the big banks uh, that would lend to you uh, margin money. And how that would work is, let's say if you're shorting, you would borrow money from whoever is longing the stock. And then in the future, at whatever uh, date, you have to repurchase the uh, the stock and return it to whoever lent you the stock and of course the lender which is your uh well there's two lenders here there's the longer who lent you the stock and there's the lender who lent you money for your margin loan to, to basically leverage your bet and in that case, the, the lender of your margin loan would charge you interest and so they would make money that way. And essentially, if the value, if the price of the stock that you're uh, shorting goes up, well, then it's going to be harder for you to uh, buy it back in the future. And then the overall the overall uh, value of your investment goes down and vice versa if you're longing the stock and the price of the stock goes down. So if you're longing the stock and the price goes down, well then somebody else could repay you with cheaper stock that you had to buy at a higher price. And the point is, you know, we don't know if Archigo was longing or shorting or whatever they were doing. But the point is they went on the wrong side of the volatility. So either they were shorting something and the price of that thing just went just berserk and, and, and did a GameStop move, or they were longing something and whatever price of that just collapsed. And how the margin loan works is it allows you to borrow against the value uh, well, against the price uh, and value of your securities. And so if, it, you know, if you are shorting and if you're shorting Tesla, for example, and the price of Tesla doubles, well, then your margin uh, creditor, uh, in this case would be the banks who <laughs> lost a ton of money, would ask you to pour more money in and they would do something called giving you a margin call, which I'm sure everybody has heard of. And doing that is just to tell you, hey, you gotta, you gotta pour some more money in here 
we're also going to force you to sell everything that you're you know, positioned in. Uh, and so what happened with Archigo Capital, or supposedly Archigo Capital, was that whatever they were invested in, it went the opposite way to where the hedge fund wanted it to go. And then the banks, the lenders, so, and the lenders uh, were Credit Suisse, Nomura, those were the two big ones. And there were also some people who lent less money, like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and Deutsche Bank. And so they called up this, this hedge fund and they were like, pour some, pour some more money into your margin account. Or else we're going to just force you to sell all of your positions and you're going to have to liquidate your account. And what happened was they, the hedge fund just defaulted on their margin calls. And now the lenders, uh, the margin lenders, forced uh, Archigo Capital, well at least what happened was Archigo Capital sold more than $20 billion dollars worth of stock. Now we don't know exactly if it's the hedge fund that everybody's talking about or it's just they're doing that on their own for some random reason. So we, we tend to think it's they're the same company. And basically this this company had to if they are the same company then they were forced to send or sell sell more than twenty billion dollars worth of stock to pay back the banks, to pay back the margin uh, lenders. And the banks still lost a ton of money. If you look at the stock of Credit Suisse, it's down about 14% today. And if you look at the stock of Numera, Nomura, I, I don't know how to, uh, how to pronounce that, Nomura, it's uh, down about 16% or so. And talking about this hedge fund uh, trading and, 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 and just going on the complete wrong side of volatility and the money that these banks are losing, I think it has bigger implications. Now, maybe I'm crazy, but it could have bigger implications. Um, that's, uh, maybe they're not huge, but maybe they're also worth thinking about, maybe they're also worth taking a look at because it's always better to be prepared than to be clueless. And so even if you're too prepared, that's still better than being clueless. And so I just want to think of some possible risks or possible implications that this has because it could be, you know, an event and I mean, this is just a hedge fund doing some stupid stuff, or it could be an implication, a signal, a warning sign of kind of a, a, a messed up market that could have some other things like this that would follow up in the future. Especially since random trading is very, very high today, and margin debt in total right now is at an all-time high, 
at least if you're using inflation-adjusted dollars. And so there could be a lot more risk in the market than we really think, especially since so many uh, companies right now are quite overvalued. And I think it's going to be even more difficult uh, for these hedge funds to do well. And so that would, in well, let me finish my sentence. I think once interest rates start to rise, it's going to be harder for hedge funds to do well because it's going to be more difficult for them to get funding. And so that could end up even... Well, that could end up just increasing the amount of defaults, uh, margin call defaults even more. And so, you know, with this, this type of news, I think a lot of banks, uh, you know, will learn from Credit Suisse and Nomura, and they might set policies that will be more difficult for these hedge funds to take on just very high amounts of this margin debt. And so that's going to impact markets overall anyways. But another interesting thing I want to kind of take a look at is if you look at the VIX, which is the volatility index, and the VIX is basically, uh, it's a pretty decent measure of the volatility of the S&P 500 and it basically takes a look at the uh, kind of the volatility expectations based off of the uh, options of the S&P 500 index and if you look at the volatility index it's been dropping ever since the recession back in March. Now that's that makes a lot of sense and of course when you have a recession the volatility goes flying up all you know it just always goes flying up because everybody's buying and everybody's selling and most you know mostly everybody's selling. Uh, not that many people are buying but most people are selling and so you have a huge spike in volatility and back in March of 2020, the VIX got up to 65, uh, somewhere around 65. And back in 2008, the VIX got almost to 80. But today, I mean, it's only at 20.74, which is still, uh, historically speaking, quite high uh, for when we are not in a recession. When we're in a recession, it's it's really high. And a couple, you know, usually a year following the uh, a recession, the VIX still uh, still stays somewhere high. But the, no, the more normal uh, level for the VIX is around 15. And I don't really know how likely it is for us to get to 15 especially considering you know all of this fiscal and monetary spending and stimulus and and just these credit traders uh just going around buying the 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 trash companies 
and, and trying to push up prices of just the most unprofitable companies. I don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, but if we get to a more or get to a less volatile state again, I think the trading will kind of calm down. And and something about the VIX that's actually kind of funny that I uh, just thought of mentioning is that you could trade options and futures on the VIX. So you could bet that in the future there's going to be volatility and you could make money based off of betting that there's going to be volatility in the future. And that's just, I mean, I, I don't know why, you know, a derivative like this is, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> but you have everything, and so why not have a, uh, why not be able to buy options on the VIX? And my point is, once the VIX uh, starts going lower, that will be, usually that will be uh, worse for hedge funds in general, and that's going to be better for these creditor well, margin-providing companies, uh, because the chances of these hedge funds making a lot of money goes lower, the chances of them losing a lot of money goes lower, but the fees don't really change for the uh, for the margin lenders, and so essentially their risk goes down, but their lending, uh, the money they can earn from lending stays the same. And it's going to be interesting to see whether these companies will still want to lend to some of these hedge funds as much in the future, um, especially if more and more of these hedge funds start to default on their margin loans. And I think a lot would also depend on uh, where the interest rates go. So I think, uh, you know, events like these, you have to be kind of aware of them. You have to try to figure out what implication does this have and could it signal something and how to really prepare for these uh, things that could lead to more things or that could just be a symptom of something, uh, an underlying problem. I'm not saying this is and I'm not saying it's not, but it's always better to be too prepared than to be not prepared.